All right, what's up, guys? We're back here with two uh, really great organizations. So we have Blessings of Hope and then also Water Street Mission. So uh, I don't know, it's kind of crammed up in this dumpster right now. We're we gotta gonna, go torch. We gotta work go done, torch, guys. We'll, we'll leave these guys to you. Well, I get this. So I am remaining with this great group of people. Guys, let me tell you, um, Blessings of Hope and Water Street Rescue Mission, you probably know both, but we're just gonna talk about um, so many of the things, some of the things you do, we could be here for days if we talked about all of it, but um, we have Scott, Aaron, and David from Blessings of Hope, and we have Jack and Sandy from Water Street here. So we're going to just talk about some of the areas where you guys work together. Um, food insecurity is a big theme, and I know this time of year it's a big emphasis. Um, why don't we hear about how you guys attack that sure. and then I want to hear about what you guys do with food insecurity. Well at Water Street we have two primary focuses around food. One is the guests who actually live with us. So we have guests who are living in our emergency shelter and also in our long-term residential program. They've all experienced homelessness and they're on their journey out and, um, okay. and so we're serving three meals a day to anywhere from 150 to 220 people depending on what's happening with with our programs. Um, three meals a day every day yeah. plus our volunteers and staff so that's that's obviously a lot that is a meals. lot that's um, a lot of staff actually even this is. time and to run that. and to run the kitchen uh, for mm -hmm. all that I mean it's yeah there's a lot of hands-on um, right. and then the other area we serve is is our neighborhood so we are right in southwest uh, sector of Lancaster City mm -hmm. um, we have an outreach ministries building there where we do food distribution three days a week and families can come to us uh, two of those days. They can't come all three days, but they can come two days a week okay. uh, to get food to supplement, uh, you know, their household income. A lot of families that are they're working, but it's still struggling to make ends meet. We talked about the yes. housing issues and the mm -hmm. prices going through the roof, and uh, so a lot of families will come to us. Um, you know, especially end of the month as things are getting tight, but uh, but all throughout the month we have usually somewhere between five and seven hundred families that are coming to wow. us each month. Uh, yeah. looking for support that's huge and how do you guys obviously you're doing a food drive now to supplement that but what right. other right. resources um, do you use we rely on uh, donations from uh, local people I mean we've got um, Pineview Dairy who's bringing us milk once a week wow. we've got um, Westfield eggs we've got a lot of we've got partners um, Panera, we've got Wegmans, Giant Wise, Wegman, uh, Wegmans Whole Foods, they're bringing us food too. Mm -hmm. So we're bringing, you know, we're able to give them some really quality food um, that, and of course, in keeping with dignity and respect, this is not a expired food. Right. You know, this is, right. this is food that might be towards its end of its shelf life, but it's donated to us. Yeah, to Lancaster to County, and you guys, I'm sure, will test this. Lancaster yeah. County is an incredibly generous community. Yeah. And uh, the business owners, along with individual families that, that mm -hmm. support us. So we get, we get families dropping off two bags of groceries on a random day, but then we also have our truck going to Giant and picking up some you know, predetermined goods that they're like, hey, we got a couple days left on shelf life. We want to donate this to you. How is that process managed? Is it, is, <laughs> I hear the chuckle. <laughs> We're attempting to be good because it sounds like a lot. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we do have dedicated logistics. staff. So okay. we, we have staff on our team and supplemented by volunteers who are driving our truck out to the different mm -hmm. stores, managing those relationships. Sandy's right. one of our ambassadors who, who manages kind of those relationships at the top side. 
but then our truck drivers and our, our warehouse guys, they've got relationships with the people who are loading up the trucks and, and delivering things. So. And there's logistics involved. So, of course, we're going to Hempfield at a certain time, and then we're sure. going down, you know. Scheduling uh, out all yes. the trips. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. I mean, and especially, so you talk about the neighborhood, and then also you work on a broader basis as well. Yeah. So you're, you're everywhere, and you're serving people from yeah. everywhere. And we partner with other organizations, too, and with Blessings of Hope. I know there are times somebody will contact us and say, hey, we've got 10 skids of this, mm -hmm. and we can only use two right? in, our, in our network. And so we'll, we'll point them to Blessings of Hope. I know you guys have done the same for us. You've got an overabundance of something. Hey, can Water Street use this? Um, and and, and I think this points to this conversation and the fact that these guys are all together here points to the selflessness of a lot of the organizations in this area. So for me, um, the thing that sometimes concerns you in, in, a, in a, a world, in the charity world, sometimes people have their silos. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's my program, my this, my that. What I know from both of these organizations, from our involvement, is it's, we look at the big picture of need and who can best suit, who is best suited, yeah. you guys all work with each other. Right, right. Because yeah. there's no silos, there's no ownership yeah. in that sense, correct? Well, I mean, know. and blessings of hope, I'm gonna hand it to you guys to talk, because they, I mean, your whole model is serving others who are doing a lot of the front yeah. line stuff too. Yeah. I mean, I think your heart for that is amazing. Oh, it's, it's amazing, it's, it's what both of you guys do is so impressive. So let's talk to this crew. I was actually, so, Lately, we had top chefs here, yep. and I got my first Shady Maple trip out of the Lap family right. the other night for the banquet, and I survived it amazingly because the mashed potatoes only had three trips, and then the ice cream, thankfully, was like a shot glass of ice cream, because if it was any more, it would have been over. So what a, a great event, and you guys laid out food insecurity like I have never seen a presentation on it before why don't you guys speak to a little bit of that well uh, blessings of hope our focus is to serve the organizations that are serving the people in need so unlike water street we don't serve the people directly but we serve the organizations that are then serving the people uh, so far this year we're just under 900 organizations that we've served with food uh, mainly within a 200-mile radius of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So we get into you know Connecticut, down to D.C., east coast of Pittsburgh is like our general area. And then our uh, location in Campbellsville, Kentucky, we're now serving about 140 organizations in the Kentucky-Tennessee region where we're building another distribution center. Uh, we actually just bought a property in August where we're expanding. Uh, we had been leasing in the Kentucky area up until that point. But... Uh, like our, our method of operation is to bring in the large volumes and then make it available at whatever, whatever volume that the, the organizations need to restock their pantries. Mm -hmm. uh, according to our research, you know, there, there is no food shortage. Uh, I mean, USDA website states a 30 to 40% food waste right on their website yeah. of America. Mm -hmm. 30 to 40% yeah, exactly. of what's produced in America is wasted. My belief is if the USDA admits to up to 40%, it's probably, it's probably higher than that. <laughs> they say 30 to 40%. So we believe there's no reason anybody should be going to bed hungry at night. And it's more of a management issue where if we can, if we can take the volume of resources that are just being wasted because these large corporations, they don't want to deal with 50 organizations every day. They're not set up for it. For them, it's cheaper. It's easier just to send it to the landfill and get rid of it. And 
this way they can actually donate it to Blessing of Hope. They can get a tax write-off for it. We oftentimes pick it up at their docks so they don't have the cost of getting rid of it. They don't have the landfill mm -hmm. fees to dispose of it. We can bring that in. A lot of people think, you know, food waste is bad product, but it's actually a lot of this product is, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables. The only reason we get it because they're right. Mm -hmm. they're, they're too far gone in the food chain to keep to send it to retail. So stuff that was going to retail yesterday, you find you picking it up off the shelf today. We're getting whatever it didn't get sold to retail. We're getting the rest of that skid delivered to our warehouse today. And then it becomes all about efficiency of operations. I toured your facility. Just amazed. Um, you guys are operating. Really, what I would say is, your heart is your heart, but your your genius is operations. Um, it's amazing what you do. Can you give us a sense for some of the volumes and some of the things and some of the examples you cited in the dinner of how you guys repurpose food? So, so just for example, we get it from two different locations. We usually get two tractor trailer loads of produce a day. Okay. So that all needs to, you know, it's it's right now. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's, go yeah. quick. it's not. We have a couple hey, of days that we that we can yeah. still move it. It's not like hey, let's let's go. You know, two. You know, do we use this next week? No, right. It's like, okay. Right so, I mean, decisions are made right on right on the dot. Okay, this this skid is going here. This skid is going here. This this skid yeah. needs to be sorted. This has some mm -hmm. some. Uh, this has a few bad spots, so it gets sorted and or bagged or, you know, just to make it prepare it for. To put it in a uh, family size motion box. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just um, seeing that. Now, you made that sound very easy. I saw, <laughs> when I walked in, I just saw a bunch of ants all over the place. <laughs> and, and volunteers are great. And you guys have said you're booked out five months on volunteers. It's actually managing the volunteers. Right. Yeah. And, and volunteers are a blessing. And I know you guys speak to this yeah. because oh, yeah. this area... This area, I don't know what the rates are, but it honestly has to be one of the highest in the country for volunteerism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You have the volunteers, but there's a lot involved in that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If, if, uh, if you don't have a system to manage the volunteers, the volunteers won't help you anything. Right. Yes. Right. Because, and, because yeah. it's, so if a volunteer shows up and it's like, oh yeah, I think we're gonna do something over here. Right, like, right. What am I doing? With, yeah. with what, we, what we figured out working with volunteers is we have a team that works with them, and they, they have everything set up when the volunteers walk in. They work their two, three-hour shift, and then they leave, and then our team cleans it up again and puts it away, gets ready for the next shift. Mm -hmm. And that really maximizes the, the, the productivity of the volunteers when they walk in because sure. they're walking into a room where everything's set up, ready to go. Oh, and that, it, that's been a huge that's yeah, been a huge that's just uh, blessing amazing. for us. Absolutely. Why don't you share the example of the grapes I heard? Right. I need the grapes of wrath. I need to hear. I am not a John Steinbeck. I, I'm just wanted to throw that all out. I did prepare for that. A but give ago, us a grapes of wrath story. A few months ago, we were offered 130 semi loads of grapes. Now these were are fresh. What would you guys do with that? Fresh. Sandy would be making wine. Sandy would be stomping on it and making wine. Yes. Once I found out you're from Jersey. That would be kind of scary, wouldn't it, if that was bearing down on you? I think we only got like 
five or ten semi loads okay. of them. It's like okay. there, there was no way we could take 130. Right. Later, they upped it to 300. Then <laughs> they, they would have paid us $500 a load to take these grapes. Yeah. They would have paid us $150,000 if we could have yes. taken these oh, retail my. value $20 million worth of grapes. Wow. But what happened is there was a ship coming into the docks and it was a, a couple weeks late, and there was another ship yeah. coming in right behind it with, with another load of grapes. So this first load, the, the distribution centers didn't want them anymore because they were too far gone in their life cycle yeah, to go through right. the whole distribution yep. network. So they wanted the fresher grapes, which makes sense. You know, you know, I would want the fresher grapes yeah. too. But these grapes were perfect. They were, they were perfect condition. They were nice and ripe. They were sweet. They were delicious. There was nothing wrong with yeah. them. You sound but, like you had a few. Uh, we did, yeah. yeah we had I thought we got some in Water Street. We, we Scott, were you allowed any? No, this was before I got that. I see. <laughs> well, there you go. We missed out on the grapes. Yes. But that points to just those volumes. Listen, those volumes are stunning. It points to a bunch of things. This whole supply chain, which has wreaked havoc with everyone. Sure. Um, and what's happened the past few years. But you need the government, nothing against government. And government exists for us to work with, but they are not efficient enough, and it's such a low priority for them to be able to handle that. This yeah. is a private sector job, charitable contribution um, organization job to be able to do this. Yeah. Oftentimes, a lot of charitable organizations may not have, sometimes may not have that private sector savvy. What I find with your groups is you both have that, and that's the magic, is that you guys bring that operational intensity to it because you can save that. Because what was the number you said of food that is actually, what is the percentage that was from your presentation? Well, I'm quizzing you. <laughs> Last year, we distributed 28 million pounds of food. Okay. And that is, I, I think if, I, if I have my numbers right, is 400 million tons of food that gets wasted in the U.S. a year. Yes. Wow. 400 That's million crazy. tons. We, we did 28 million pounds, which is 0.00035% <laughs> of the available product. Yeah. Wow. And scare me with this, how many organizations like you are doing it on the scale you guys are around this country? As far as we know, we're, we're the only one that, that has this type of a model where organizations can come in and select from a 20,000 square foot shopping right. area. And just you know, get whatever they need to restock their pantries. I don't know of any others that that operate the way that we operate. There's other organizations that are doing large scale, but they're not. Uh, they're operating. Their operating system is different from, from yeah. what we. You have. mean what you mean? What he means is not as good. So tell me about it. He's so humble, Aaron. Tell me. So, so, so. I I'm I'm not even saying not as good. What no, I'm saying I is that yeah. that that their system, uh, you know, they're doing, they're running their system the, the way they want to run their system. And I don't know of anyone that's doing what we're doing. I don't think so. I don't so, think. So let, let me brag on you guys. And yes. I, I can say it this way because this is my fourth week with the company. So. <laughs> I see. But one of the things they do is, is, is we set it up so that the partner organizations come in and pay 25 cents a pound for whatever they take. Right? So that could be uh, cups, plates, anything else, but it could be ice cream, it could be chicken, it could be bacon. Sure. And then the volunteers that are coming and working are also given a voucher that they can go to the Ministry Selection Center and pay 45 cents a pound for whatever they get. When we did it the first time, I said to my wife, well, I don't want to go and get that stuff because we're taking it away from right. somebody who needs it. But the way the Blessings of Hope set it up is they're like, no, you're paying 45 cents a pound. Correct. So you're paying the processing fee 
but you're paying an extra 20 cents a pound for somebody who can't afford it, mm -hmm. and you're still getting this great bargain. Exactly. And, and that funds 61% of the operating cost. 67% right now, 90-day average. You're not the numbers guy. They didn't hire you for that, did they? <laughs> I'm saying that's, that's did, the amazing did you? thing. Because <laughs> we may have to revisit this. <laughs> No, no, that is, that, that is amazing. A question we get asked a lot is, you know, if, if the volunteers take food, aren't they taking away from the people that actually need it? And the answer is no, because the way we look at it, it, imagine a spring where three tanker loads of water is being dumped out every second out of a spring, mm -hmm. and you're dipping out half a cup of that. And if, if you can give, if you can let the volunteers another take another cup. quarter of a cup of that yes. to pay for another quarter of it, then you can actually double your volume. You know, so, you're not taking away from the other. You're you're just yeah. you're just taking more of what's available. Because we we turn down a lot of food ongoing. We every single day. Yeah, there, there's mm -hmm. every day we're making choices, saying, no, we don't need that. Well, no, we don't. You know, we're talking a semi-load of product that's probably worth you know a couple hundred thousand dollars. Right. And we're saying, sorry, we don't really want it. We we have more than we can handle. Which, and we have to pick and choose what we take. Which points to the excessiveness of the waste. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's amazing. And really, it is kind of an organization issue. Yeah. And I think it's part of it is really the importance of planning. Yes. So if a company calls us up at, on the spot and says we have an 18-wheeler full of right. frozen chicken <laughs> cutlets, right. I can't make as many calls, we can't no. make the calls to get rid of it. If we have that like week or two mm -hmm. notice, we can do like we yeah. did. Yeah. Tyson's blessed us with a truck in that, yeah. this example. We were able to call right. people and yeah. get this, you know, skids and have their vehicles come. We share the blessings mm -hmm. out with other organizations and churches and because we had the time well, and the organization. And the combo on that too is so yeah. we were providing chicken to some churches in the community. Yeah. They were going over and getting Blessings of Hope boxes and supplementing. So they're getting yeah. fresh yeah. meat, all, yeah. kinds, yeah. Of pro, all yeah. kinds of produce from you guys, and they yeah. were doing distributions in their yeah. neighborhood. A lot of chicken dinners community. coming up in the chicken next couple dinner. months in yeah. churches. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. It is amazing. And it's, it's, it's the again, it speaks to the efficiencies. Now, on our end, we are about sustainability. And yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of people put it this way. But one of the most sustainable things we can do is use all the food we have. <laughs> because it's not going into a landfill. The packaging, that's the excess packaging in all that waste is insane as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, that from even just from a sustainability point of view, if we can solve this problem, this really fixes a lot of our problems. Yeah. I mean, what, are, what, are, what is a cost? Do you know what a cost is for a semi? Um, of product for that company, they would have had to pay. Of. Yeah, uh, we, I think our cost is around one hundred twenty dollars a ton. If any, like for for the waste that we send to the landfill. Now we don't send any food to the landfill, yeah. but other waste is like one hundred twenty dollars a ton. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, if you have a twenty ton load, that's what two hundred forty dollars that they're paying to get rid of it. Plus the driver, plus yeah. the fuel. No, plus no the on the other hand, no. Well, that that, that would include, for that, that for that company that would include dumpster fees again. Okay. So, so one hundred twenty dollars a ton includes a dumpster. I, okay, if you have yeah. a spotted yeah. dumpster, yeah. but still. Yeah. But, it's a, but on the other hand, instead of paying that, they can actually take a a donation tax deductible right. donation, you know, on that and and have it be used for the community. Right. One of the just to. 
give an overview to this, and we, we could we could spend days with this group. We could starve them in this dumpster, not let them out. And, um, and, and Scott and I would grow our hair back by the time this conversation would be over, but we're not, not going to do that. No, <laughs> are you looking at me with not likely, or are you going not likely? Looking in the mirror. Oh, there you are. I am not as fresh as you. But I want to say from your banquet and from your event, the one common theme I heard, I didn't hear exactly the same thing, but I think it was put so well. Um, early Christianity was started taking care of each other. Government really never was intended to do all of the things we're making it do. Yep. It's not actually, it's a lot of times people couch it as anti-government. And it, government is only, we have put too many things on government because we have not, done enough in well, our communities. The way so I, speak the way to I that. see it is the church wasn't doing what the church was called to do, so the government had to step in and Correct. do it. So we can't blame the government for taking no. care of the people because we dropped it. Our belief is if, if we empower the church to be the church, the church steps back in and takes care of the community, the government will just withdraw. Right. That's Absolutely. The way and do what they are intended yeah. to do, defense and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And that is and 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 you both you organizations both of your organizations um, founded on that serve every single person and I've heard that mentioned as well. You guys turn you turn no you in fact seek out people to help. Yeah. You have never neither organization would turn anyone away for any reason of creed or whatever. You guys right. just help. Yeah. But right. the basis is that that we were to help our neighbor and because we don't government steps in and they're they just can't be as efficient yeah you know well they, they were never meant to, they were never set up to take care of the individual needs of the of the community you know that that was we believe that's the church's job absolutely yeah, to, to take yeah. care of each other now we are um we are individually speaking to each organization we're going to talk about priorities but let's really briefly talk to each of you guys what is the biggest um initiative you have going on now that the public can help with um, so why don't we start with uh, Water started, Street? You have to start with me, right? Absolutely. i got to get out of the way. I cannot block the beautiful <laughs> Sandy like, here. <laughs> I feel like I'm blocking this beautiful red jacket that should shine. Well, I'd have to look to Jack because yeah. I'm, I'm all about Rescue Mission Food Drive right now. But what would you think well, is an initiative? And I think as far as where the community can get involved, yeah. I think that is the, that's the one right now, our Rescue right. Mission Food Drive, because we do, you know, serve those three meals a day to mm -hmm. 200 people every day and plus mm -hmm. the community uh, in our neighborhood that we're serving and so that rescue mission food drive is really big but it's also the end of our calendar year and um, you know to operate all of our other programs that oh. we mentioned in our other conversation you know our preschool our youth ministry impacting the community the, the medical and dental mm -hmm. clinic that serves thousands of patients um, that, that takes funding. Absolutely. And so, funding uh, and ex in a year when expenses for everything are up 10%, yeah, at right. least. Absolutely. Right. So yeah, it's I not just funding. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that was the, that's the low number. So there is, I mean, uh, the extra gives coming up is one way that people know, but they can give directly to Water Street through our website, wsm.org. Uh, it's Excellent. really easy to find what our needs are and how you can help. Excellent. And, and you guys? Well, biggest well, initiative. Our biggest initiative right now is probably the Elizabethtown project. We just uh, we have the uh, former Darren Camps facility under contract. Got an eight, probably between an eight, eight and ten million dollar project. Where we want to get into food processing, 
where we're taking the fresh fruits and vegetables, dehydrating them, giving them a shelf-stable life so we can ship them around the world. And uh, don't and don't doubt this crew. Anything they say, I'm learning. I'm not going to doubt gonna them. Do it. it sounds crazy, but it always happens, right? Blessingsofhope.com slash Elizabethtown. You can read up more on that project. And uh, you're selling vouchers now, too, to the public. We, we have, a, we have a, a new program we just came out with last week where for $250 donation, we're giving out a, a, a 10 vouchers for a box of food. So if you know somebody that needs food, you can actually give them a voucher. They can come into our selection center in Lancaster, nice. and whatever they can pack into that box. Nice. That uh, is wonderful. That, that's what they get for that voucher. So it's, you know, whatever they, they, they can stuff all the cracks, <laughs> whatever, however, as long as they I can close see the these boxes. Done. So <laughs> you, as a, about, as, a donor, you as a donor yes. would get a $250 tax deductible receipt for your donation. You get to 10 vouchers, and you can give these out to 10 people that you know that need food. That's right. beautiful. Now, that center is on Franklin Street in Lancaster, 515 correct? North Franklin. So if you have the voucher, you can get it. It is not open to the public, correct. but vouchers yep. are, yep. correct? And organizations can shop there, too, Any, any nonprofit organizations, our volunteers after a shift, or the, the voucher program is a new program we just came out with last week. So. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Guys, um, I hope you will spend some time getting to know you probably already know these groups but really diving in and seeing what they're doing we have a new group and we got the old standbys 117 years did you say years. that's insane they definitely do we just have we are blessed in this community with two great organizations helping people so please bless these guys with as much as you can this year and we're going to be as involved as we can be as well so thank you very much, and until we see these guys next time, have a great day.